0: Thanks for joining me on iHeartRadio and the tech of sports this week. And we're going to talk uh, uh, about an upstart indie game developer called Bitfry. That's the uh, uh, first company ever to create uh, new games with officially... uh, uh, licensed uh, names and and sports a sports gaming franchise that features star athletes from from all major sports and joined to talk about it one of the uh, one of the principals of the company former uh, major leaguer Todd Zeal and uh, Todd thanks for coming on to talk about uh, uh, sports gaming and uh, and what you guys are doing.
1: You bet, Rick. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, kind of, uh, kind of give me a little background on uh, how the the company started and kind of the uh, the inspiration thought behind it.
1: Sure. Um, so I retired from um, from baseball quite some years ago and kind of took a left turn away from the sports world into the television production. And I got contacted one day by a mutual friend of mine and the founder, uh, CEO Ben Friedland, and. Um, ben at that point was looking for some voiceover talent for an early iteration of a game that he was um, making that was focused on baseball. And then, uh, but he, he laid out some of the vision to me, which was that he believed that there was a hole in the uh, sports gaming market that had been um, you know left and neglected because of all the sim games being consolidated by the the big gaming companies and that arcade action style of um, game like NBA Jam or uh, NFL Blitz or Ballers and Stunk Fest, the games of the 90s had sort of died out and been left behind, but I think there was an audience there to still um, be able to capture those types of games. And so um, Ben laid out his vision for me and said he wanted to make a multi-sport platform, arcade action, but with um, real significant... Um, core gaming type of game loop and game design inside, and um, my real connection to gaming was um, was very peripheral. I mean, I had kids that game. I was not a big gamer, didn't know a ton about the business, but what I did have is relationships in sports, and so uh, together we kind of teamed up to start really getting a feel for whether these licensors, um, starting with the MLB. Players Association and the MLB, uh, we're going to buy into this concept of reintroducing um, what was sort of a, I think, a lost category in gaming with that arcade action sports. And then um, cut through about five years later, where we now compiled licenses all across sports NBA, NFL, MLB, and NHL. Um, we have the U.S. women's soccer, we have the WNBA, and uh, we have our sites set on a couple of other interesting um, peripheral um, sports licenses as well. But the secret sauce to it is that we got the, uh, the buy-in and were able to create a differentiation from ourselves and anybody else in the sports game world uh, by being able to cross RIP from one sport to another. So you can bring LeBron James uh, and Clayton Kershaw as a team into a hockey game to play against Alex Ovechkin and Alex Morgan, for example. So that ability to cross over the players and make it um, make it plausible because of the conceit of the game, I think it's, you know, given us a really unique uh, viewpoint in, in this sports gaming world.
0: Yeah, it really is unique. We're with Todd Zeal here talking about uh, a company he's involved with, Bitfry. uh and- Ultimate, the franchise called Ultimate Rivals, and what is uh, you, you've acquired the licensing agreements pretty quickly. It looks like is the key really working with the the players' associations, Todd, and showing them uh, the high quality that you guys are producing, and uh, and and how fun and and uh, um, how uh, how important these games could be, how big these games could be.
1: Sure, I think there's you know there's a number of different nuances, and we have worked with. And have licenses with um, the leagues and the players' association side. A lot of people don't recognize that there's um, different uh, representation for both the players and the leagues. So we've, um, you know, we've been able to compile group licenses for all the players' associations, so that as long as we're using um, six or more of the players in our product, then we have um, the license rights to. Uh, to use all of the active players. We also have licenses with um, retired NBA players and um, some, some other ability to get legends like uh, like we have with Wayne Gretzky, for example. So, um, yeah, it, it's about um, relating to the licensors, whether it be the league who controls the marks and the uniforms and those types of things with the players that control the name and likeness and really giving them a deep dive into what the overall um, intent of our game is, the market that we intend to capture, the market that we think is still out there, and um, for them to recognize that we are not in this to cannibalize their other um, sports games. Those are very technically driven dim games, technical feats and sort of repeatable season on season, but because we can cross the IP, because we can use players from all the sports crossing into um, you know, our group of sports in the Ultimate Rivals universe, uh, we believe that we have kind of eliminated some of the seasonality that goes to sports games. We can create a, a games-as-a-service, um, you know, live operations sports game, competitive online play, things that you see in games like Rocket League and Fortnite uh, that you don't currently see in the sports gaming market.
0: Sure. With, uh, with longtime major leaguer uh, Todd Zeeland. Todd, you you were a longtime member member of the uh, the Players Association, MLB Players Association. Now you're kind of working with it and looking at it from a different point of view. Did, uh, did you call on some of your dealings or experience when you were a player?
1: Absolutely. That's a good question and one that um, a lot of people haven't really asked. But, yeah, absolutely. I was uh, a player rep for um, 15 of my 16 years. Um, but I was also a member of the licensing committee uh, during a lot of those years of the player rep. And I think that gave me a little bit of insight um, into the business behind the licenses and um, the way I think the leagues and players try to um, to use their licenses to create uh, not only financial advantages and, um, and revenues for uh, the players of the league, but also to build their brand in such a way that they can reach um, a wide audience. And I think one of the things that I thought we really did a good job of and will continue to do a good job of with Ultimate Rivals and with BitFry is that I think a lot of the, the young core gamers um, have been, uh, you know, lost in in as a sports fan. I think they're, you know, all the sports have shown um, – you know, uh, less retention of the younger um, audience. Um, You know, it's a fast-paced world out there. Everything is in the palm of your hand, and it's hard to keep their attention. And I think one of the things that we really, I think, drove home with the licensors is that, hey, we have the ability to capture a young audience and keep them engaged because this is a year-round process, and they're being engaged in other sports, and even if they weren't a sports fan going in, the game is good enough to draw them in and make them appreciate the sports and maybe become fans of sports as a result of the guys they're using in their game. So um, I think that was another differentiator for us. uh,
0: Absolutely.
1: talk to
0: leagues uh, and players, and move this thing forward. Absolutely. Uh, BitFry's ultimate rivals rink, and it's addictive. And, of course, uh, the video game industry, which you guys are now a part of, is, is bigger than Hollywood. So uh, a huge industry. And uh, wrapping up here with uh, longtime major leaguer Todd Zeal, uh, 16 teams, Todd. Uh, there's a, a pandemic going on right now, no fans. How would you have adjusted to, uh, to no fans in the stands?
1: That's a good question, and just for correction, because the 16 was right, but it's 16 years. Uh well, 16 years, yep. Season, so I, 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 did, I did play all over the place, but um, I do think that one of the biggest challenges for the guys today is playing without fans, because you literally um, are able to feed on the energy of the fans, whether they be opposing fans uh, that want to see you fail or your home fans that want to see you succeed. There is a, a layer of adrenaline that comes with that that, I think is challenging for these guys to have to kind of manufacture on their own, but at the end of the day, it's a competitive game, and these guys are competitive people, and they want to win, and they want to succeed, but it's definitely a very unique year in the world of sports, and it's a unique impact that it has on the sports gaming world as well, we're looking at those
0: uh, things very very closely as we as we move forward as well yeah sports video gaming has never been bigger uh than uh, than it has been the last six months and you're right 16 years uh, 11 teams in your great career todd a couple a couple things stand out uh your career uh, a home run in your last at bat
1: that is true yeah that was one of those things that um i had sort of predetermined that i was going to retire in uh, 2000 at the end of the 2004 season and I got a chance to kind of, you know, say my farewells, if you will, and kind of enjoy the experience of my last season. And that was kind of the uh, icing on the cake or the exclamation point. It made me recognize that, you know, I made the right choice to walk away in that fashion was uh, was special. And with a team that I, um, the New York Mets, that I really had a great fondness for, i had had um, a stint with earlier in my career. I really wanted to finish my career there. So, um you know, it's it led into, um, you know, some things post career where I, you know, I do some color analysis for the, for the Met um, on, in their studio. And I just
0: have a, you know, a long time great appreciation affiliation with that team. Yep, and, and last thing, uh, 11 different teams only, uh, I don't know if this is a good thing or not, I guess it's a good thing because you had such a long career, only 5 players uh, in MLB history have played for more teams, and you're the only player uh, that has hit at least one home run for 10 different teams, so uh, that's uh, that—that's your little corner of history, I guess. I guess it is, yeah, kind of a
1: dubious distinction, but um, you know, when you're going through this at the time, uh, I think there's part of me that wanted to have roots in one place and really, you know, kind of build uh, a career, because my numbers compiled over the course of my whole career uh, would have been substantial for one organization, but they seemed fractured um, and you lacked a little bit of identity when you travel around as much as I did, but that's another reason that I, I think I gravitated to my work with the Mets. I went through a World Series here, I went through 9-11 yep. um, as a player and an advocate here in, in New York City, and then finished my career here, so I, I feel like I do have an identity uh, in New York City with the
0: New York Mets. You absolutely do, and now you have an identity. You're hitting a home run with uh, with Bitfry and Ultimate Rivals. Appreciate you coming on. We'll put all the links in the show notes and, uh, and online, and uh, thanks for your time, and uh, great hearing about it, and uh, I'm a fan, so uh, keep up yeah. the good work. Yeah, my
1: pleasure. Thank you. UltimateRivals.com makes it easy to find out what we're doing but we are releasing our basketball game um late q4 early q1 21 but uh the court is going to be very very unique and maybe uh harkens back to some of the memories of nba jam but i think with a, a new flair new that uh gamers are gonna just uh you know go crazy on them.
0: can't wait to see that thanks todd for coming on
1: my pleasure thanks for having me